Welcome back to the Metric Stack Podcast. Today, we're joined by Yuman Sang, a four-time founder and CEO, experienced with both enterprise and consumer applications. Yuman is currently founder and CEO at Churn Zero, a company dedicated to helping subscription businesses battle churn. It's appropriate then that today's metric is gross revenue retention, a metric that gets to the heart of churn. I'm Lauren Thibodeau, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alan Villa. Warm welcome to the show, Yuman. Well, thank you for having me, Lauren, and uh, you too, Alan. Yeah, absolutely, Yuman. It's great to have you here. So why don't we help the audience? Why don't we set the stage a bit? Uh, what kind of business objectives should we be thinking about uh, before we begin? Yeah, so for our conversation, I, you know, I, it's, a, it's a very broad business objective. I think it's building a lasting recurring revenue business. And by recurring revenue, it could be subscription-based, right? So SaaS or any other kind of subscription, um, maybe usage-based, uh, or folks who come back over and over again to buy from your business. So any kind of recurring revenue business is what we're talking about today. And building a lasting one, lasting one. I like that. Timeless. I was going to ask you if you could then just define against that backdrop, building a lasting recurring revenue business, what's the metric itself? What is gross revenue retention? Yeah, so gross revenue retention or GRR um, calculates, you know, so it's really a, are you retaining your current customers? Now, gross revenue retention is very specific. It goes from 0%, you lose all your customers, and the highest could be is 100%, right? You you basically keep all the customers and what they've been paying you um, at the beginning of the period. So you generally do a period, and uh, oftentimes it's monthly, and it calculates the total revenue at the end of the period, okay, minus revenue churn. So that could be, you know, contracts that expire, people who cancel, people who downgrade. Now you do not include any expansion, okay, no expansion. So all the total revenue at the end of the period divided by the revenue from that same cohort at the start of the period, right? So that's gross revenue retention, revenue at the end of the period, Minus any churn, not including expansion, divided by the revenue from the same customer cohort at the beginning of the period. That's gross revenue retention. So it's very pure in that sense because the the more well-known metric or what everybody's always talking about is net dollar retention or NRR or or net revenue retention, whatever you call it. So that one is different in that it does include expansion revenue as well. So how are there other differences that we need to think about when we're looking at GRR versus NRR? I think that's the most important one between NRR. Those are two most popular ones, right? NRR and GRR. There's also just logo retention, right? Which is a customer count. So how many customers that you have and you just count the customers being and large. Uh, and it's the same idea. You started with 100, you ended with 95, your logo retention is 95%. Another one is logo retention, but be the difference between GRR and NRR is really NRR includes expansion, which means you can go over a hundred percent, right? You can get to over a hundred percent, which is fantastic, but that's not the purpose of this conversation. Our conversation is the best you can do is a hundred percent on GRR. Awesome. And who should and shouldn't be looking at this metric, either from kind of company or stage that they're at? Yeah, you know, I mean, in the end, all customers, uh, all companies should track this. Uh, it's, it's pretty easy to track. You should track it on day one. Uh, but I think it's most important for companies that are moving into 
you know, are, are currently in the growth stage and growth stage, I would say, hey, you've, you've more than found product market fit, right? Uh, and you're building a machine to really grow the company. And those who are moving from, say, the growth to, say, you know, what I'm calling cruising altitude stage, where you're, you're doing great, uh, maybe your growth isn't so crazy anymore, but you're making a lot of money. For those companies in the growth and cruising stage, I think GRR is really what you need to focus on. I really like that categorization. And we talk about that actually quite a bit on the on the podcast. What stage of company are you in and, and when do certain metrics make sense? So I completely agree. I mean, I think at the beginning, you're really looking at any kind of product market and usage type of metrics. And then once you get for, you know further forward, and, and I think this is where it maybe NRR fits a little bit earlier in that phase, but then GRR is really for those companies that are starting to find more maturity. So you know, is there is there other things why this this would not be applicable to a smaller company, or why should you wait to be looking at this specifically? Yeah, you know, when you if you're a smaller company, you're you're trying a lot of things, um, and you know, you're still maybe trying to find product market fit. Maybe you're doing some expansion into new territories. Maybe you're experimenting with new add-ons, or you're doing a lot of experimentation. And so it is very likely that you're going to get a few things wrong, right? Which is okay. And, and then you'll get some things right. And so what happens is with NRR, you know, uh, the things you get right, you tend to build into an NRR. You know, you sell more, right? Because you get it right. But you're going to turn more because you're experimenting more and getting things wrong, right? Uh, and so when you're earlier, those things will happen, should happen. And uh, you should really focus on an NRR number, which really takes the right and the wrong things you do and put it into a very good metric. Um, you know, NRR is a great metric, but it overshadows a few issues, right? Like you have a product problem, you have an adoption problem, you have a sales problem, and you can maybe outsell it or, you know, sell more to the same customers, but you have some bad customers. NRR can, can really overshadow those issues. And GRR, those issues become really plain, right? Uh, uh, if you have product issues or adoption issues. 100%. So you've just covered really why is it important. It's the more honest, perhaps, metric of those two. Um, have you used it yourself at Turn Zero? And and how insightful has it been for you there? Oh, we use it all the time. And we're, you know, we're in the growth phase and not quite in the cruising altitude phase, but we're in the growth stage ourselves. And um, just like you would expect, right, um, we've been... You know, but we've been, uh, we've been with our CSMs, uh, you know, their comp is, has been all about NRR in the past, NRR, NPS, you know, uh, adoption. Those are the things they've really been focused on. Next year will be the first year we're focused on GRR. Um, and, and the reason is, is, is clear, right? Like, Hey, we now know, you know, what our product, our product is, you know, we know what it does well. We know what, you know, what's a great fit. You know, we have a, a really good go-to-market strategy. We target well. We're getting good fit customers, right? So the sloppiness of sort of early days when you can just get every customer you can, just try things, are behind us. Uh, and so GRR should be, you know, very high and really a focus of what we should be doing. So let, let's zero in on that because that's, that's actually quite an interesting split um, or, or a movement. So you're focused on comping or rewarding based on NRR today and you're moving your CSMs over to a, a GRR-focused um, uh, behavior. So how does, that really, how does that really shift their behaviors? Are they less focused on 
expansion revenue and really laser, laser focused on keeping keeping churn from happening. What does that what does that really mean? And and are there any downsides? And and I I mean we all know that you're we're not leaving NRR at the door. It's all additive, right? So we're not forgetting about that one. But this new focus, what do you think people are actually going to be changing in their behavior? Yeah, that's a great question, right? I mean, the the only reason why you change comp is you want to change behavior. Now, NRR will still be part of the comp. We are, we're just, you know, making GRR a, a component of it. What happens is you try to save more customers, right? You don't, you know, uh, if NRR is your only focus, you don't, you care less you know, what it looks like, right? You know, if you lose, I'll make it up. You have a hundred customers, you lose half of them, but the other half double, mm-hmm. you know, their spend, you're still a hundred percent ARR, NRR that is, right? So let's do that again, right? You have a hundred customers, let's say they all paying you the same, half of them you lose, but then the other half pay twice as much, you know, expansion and whatnot. Your NRR still looks like 100%. And so as a CSM, you're like, oh, great. You know, if that was your goal, 100% NRR, you're doing pretty well. But the, for the company, it's a disaster to lose half your customers, even if the other half is paying you twice as much. Um, so, you know, as you get bigger, right, you shouldn't be losing half your customers uh, because at this point, you should have a great fit, great part of market fit. You should have an understanding of how you should service your customer and you shouldn't be losing customers at a good clip. So GRR becomes really important. I, I think that is I think that is the fundamental statement of this <laughs> podcast. If you're losing 50% of your customers, don't and and don't let NRR, you know, shadow that. So I think you're absolutely right. GRR is not gonna hide those things. I mean, as so many other metrics, you know, if you're averaging things, it it definitely sort of hides what's happening. But I love the fact that this really exposes where the problems are, and this is a very pure uh, motion to keep your customers uh, in-house. Now, I would say, I mean, there's, there's a flip side, right? The flip side is, hey, you know, in, in trying to save more customers, you may miss out on expansion opportunities with others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, oh, okay, that one's doing well, okay. Oh, I can get more business from them. Well, I have to save these others because I have a GRR focus now. So I have to save, uh, customers. Uh, so that could be, you know, uh, the downside of really a GRR focus. You're losing expansion opportunities. So, you know, everything's a push and pull, right? With, with, um, with compensation. That, that's the one between GRR and NRR. How would you go about segmenting this metric? So if you're looking at your business, are you looking at, across geographies? Are you looking at different customer segments? And are there, are there lessons learned in that, in that segmentation? Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? I mean, um, uh, I mean there, some, some companies are very, very focused, right? Very, very tight um, uh, customer fit, right? So I only, I, I focus on a vertical and they're only enterprise, right? So, um, but most of us, right, really have customers in different segments, whether it's SMB, mid-market, enterprise, um, you know, so for us, we have an SMB market and MM, uh, a mid market and enterprise group. And those folks have different GRR bogeys, right? Um, enterprise, you know, and it, it makes sense, right? Enterprise should, should have a higher GRR. And then it, in, in our case, they do, right? They have a higher GRR and NRR target than the SMB group. Uh, you know, just in terms of benchmarks overall, what we've seen in the marketplace is that in GRR, you know, it can go as low as, I mean, it can go as low as 65%, right? 
enterprise can go as high as 95% plus. Um, and, um, you know, those, and, and, and even for those sectors, uh, there's a lot of variation, but, you know, that's the span that I see, uh, with, within different categories. Okay. And how can you get a bit tactical with us for SecuMon? So how tactically should companies track this? How often should they look at it? When should they use it and kind of expose it? Yeah, I I think you you should do it monthly, right? So all the revenue that comes in, you know, every customer you have at the beginning of the month, and then what happens at the end of the month, right? That's you know that's your monthly GRR, and then you annual and then you annualize it, uh, and and that's the annualized number on a monthly number is really what you have to be tracking. Um, and so, you know, it's easy. It's, it's one of the easier ones to track, uh, once, you know, once you have a system in place, um, but you should do it right away. Uh, I'm wondering, Yuman, are there sort of theoretical maximums where if you get to a certain benchmark, you should be shifting your focus in, in looking at other tactics? Um, you know, so for example, you said that enterprise can get as high as, you know, 90 or 95%. You know, is there sort of a, an inefficiency once you go beyond that, that number? Yeah, that's a great question, Alan. I, you, you know, like, like most things always, right? Um, you know, if you have, you know, 90 plus percent GRR, yeah, let's focus on, on NRR, right? Let's focus on getting more out of, um, you know, out of your current customers. Also, a lot of this, Really also depends on the type of go to market you have. Um, and, and the example that I use a lot is, you know, let's just, let, I'll just take two different go to markets. Let's just say on one hand, it's an SAP, right? SAP sells a, you know, an ERP system. You know, it is a really considered buy. You buy it all at once. You can, you, you know, you just, you can't ease into it. You buy all at once and it's a huge buy. And so your NRR for that, right? Because everyone's buying it up front, it's not going to be that high in years two and three, maybe, maybe, maybe further along. If you're Slack, okay, and you're a land and expand type of strategy, you better have incredible NRR, right? Because there's usually one team that buys you, even in the biggest enterprise, one team starts with you at Slack or Zoom is another example. And so one team at, you know, uh, a big company, you better have incredible NRR you know, every, every month, because that's your go-to-business model. So a lot of it was dictate, will be dictated by your go-to-business. You know, what type of, you know, are you land and expand or are you trying to get everything up front? Okay, very cool. And and you've mentioned some other metrics that this works in combination with. Can you, you say a little bit more about some lessons or some insights that companies can glean by sort of looking at these in, this in combination with other metrics? Yeah, so we talked about NRR a lot. Uh, the other one I would focus on is logo retention. Um, and so folks, and that's the simplest, right? How many customers you have, how many customers you, you, you know, you enter a period with and what do you exit the period with? Uh, that's interesting, right? And that's the easiest to calculate. Very few people, I mean, I, I find it kind of useful. I find it just interesting, but it's not that useful because what will happen is if you focus on logo retention, the easiest way to get to do that well, customers, right? Uh, and so that will actually, you know, because uh, because logo retention, you want to save every single customer. GRR, you actually want to save every single customer too. But you're more, you know, you're more incented to to save the bigger customers, right? With bigger revenue, right? So, you know, if you have one, you know, let's go back to the hundred customers. If one customer is 
is five times as big as all the other customers, you better save that one customer to get a GRR. If it's logo retention, they all they they all are the same. Doesn't matter. You'll you'll treat the big customer the same as the small customer, and that's probably not the best thing for the business. It does pair well, right? They they you know you always talk about them in the same way. Um, but I find logo retention to you know not really be that important a metric uh, for SaaS companies. Yeah, I think that's that is an interesting distinction, right? So you know, GRR is more of a weighted metric. It, it's more it's richer in that in that uh, aspect. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. I mean, understanding and and visualizing both metrics is important. But the ones that will probably have more of an impact are the ones that have that weighted revenue uh, aspect to it. So I think you're absolutely right. I think that's, that is quite important. Are there any other metrics that you would want your teams looking at to make the right, the right decisions with GRR as well? So, G, so retention overall, right? So whether it's an R or GRR, uh, affects um, customer acquisition costs, right? And lifetime value, right? So it actually, in the end, really, it really directly affects lifetime value. And then, you know, oftentimes people then decide, you know, depending on my lifetime value, how much can I spend on on obtaining a customer, acquiring a customer? So retention is a factor in lifetime value, right? It's really, you know, um, it's it's the how much they're giving you divided by uh, their turn, right? You get lifetime value. So they they stay with you longer. Lifetime value that really goes shoots up, right? You know. They say with you ten years, uh, and you can imagine a lifetime value ballooning. And then, then you start making decisions like, oh, wow! If, if every customer is going to say, you know, stay with me for ten years, I can spend three years worth of revenue on them, or four years worth of revenue on them, because I'll make so much profit, you know, in years five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So retention can allow you to make those types of decisions. But if you're wrong, right, it actually then leads you down a bad path of spending too much to acquire a customer. Yeah, LTV is theoretical, right? So we, we do have to remember that. Hey, so you mind, I do have to ask. So as, as CEO of Churn Zero, if we're trying to optimize GRR, what are the leading, I mean, beyond anybody else, you probably know this better than anybody else. What are the leading metrics or the leading indicators that you want to be looking at to, to, to maximize GRR. Yeah. So, you know, if, let's assume maybe, you know, there's a lot of different types of models out there, but I'll assume an annual model, right? Where people are renewing every year, just so, you know, uh, you, you can shorten this if you have a monthly model or quarterly model. Um, but there, you know, the three, the, 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 you start with, a, you know, onboarding and implementation generally, right? Sometimes self-serve, sometimes services are involved. Then you move into adoption, right? Are they actually now, now that they've been implemented, are they adopting your product and getting value? And then generally, you know, you move into the first renewal process. So those are the three major components on sort of the first year, the first month of a customer's life cycle. And and, uh, the metrics to do onboarding tends to be very task-oriented. Did they get these things done? Right. Did, you know, did they upload their users or did they, you know, create the dashboard? Whatever it is that your custom, your product or service does, very task oriented. Adoption is very much, you know, so that's the next phase is about usage. Are they using your product? Right. Are they logging in? Are they, you know, uh, how, how's license utilization? And then as you enter, um, get close to revenue, uh, the, the renewal. Then you start talking about NPS, right? Are they keeping, you know, would they recommend you to their colleagues? 
Um, and, you know, so, so those are the, some of the uh, metrics that I would focus on on the way to GRR, right? So task, then usage, then NPS. And if all those things look good, you, sh- you, know, you should have a positive impact on GRR. Yeah, I mean, GRR is the result of all of those things going well, all of your teams working together to ensure customer value. So, you know, always keep that in mind. There's a lot of things that happen before you have a really good GRR result. 100%. Really fascinating conversation and insights, Yuman. And as we kind of get to the end, do you have any parting words of advice that you would share? Yeah, the the one thing I would, you know, talking to a lot of um, CS leaders is be careful of benchmark numbers, right? I think, you know, when we hear about NRR and GRR, um, especially NRR, right? Sometimes, but, oh, you have to have 170% NRR, 150% NRR, and you just feel like, you know, you're, you're doing terribly, right? Um, just remember, we're all running different races here, um, you know, and, that, and they, I use the example of Slack versus, you know, SAP, right? They're running different races. So, you know, some of us are running the 100 meter dash, some of us are running marathons, some of us are doing shot puts. So don't, you know, don't, 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 don't be too concerned about other people's metrics, right? Just make yours better and better every month, every quarter, every year. Yuman, this has been absolutely fantastic. Everybody, Yuman Tsang, uh, founder and CEO of Churn Zero. I think we've learned a lot about, as you said, running your own race, knowing your own metrics, knowing your own go-to-market, and always improving and improving and improving every month. Yuan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Lauren. If you enjoyed today's conversation about metrics and data, be sure to check out Metric HQ, our online resource for the metrics that matter most to you and your business.